We're back. You are listening to The Breakfast Show this morning on Faith FM. Hey, we have lots of things to do. But the first thing we're going to do is have our next quiz for today. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my blank. Mm. Fill in the word there. I think that one is a... King James Version with the these and the thous and the thys. Absolutely. Um, so whichever version, the, the word would be much the same. Uh, but, yeah, fear not. That, I know I know where that one comes from because that's one of my favourite verses. Totally. Fear thou not. Mm. Oh, I love it. That's how I speak, actually. When I, not when I'm not when I'm like, when we're on the show, you know, I speak very Australian, very colloquially, very relatably. But as soon as we turn the mics off, I am these and thous and thys and all of that. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just <laughs> that would be really interesting, though. If you just, mm. if you really just introduced that kind of speak into your lexicon and just try to get around, you know, what would people think of you? Uh, well, <laughs> these days, especially. Yeah. These, these days, especially. But it's a great verse. Fear thou not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee. Yea, I will help thee. Yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my blank. So text us in your answers. We've been getting heaps of heaps of answers today. Um, we've even been getting questions about the Brussels sprouts and things, and you go in for the draw for food as medicine, cooking for your best health by Sue Red. We, um, phone number is 0491-064-669. That number again is 0491-064-669. We had a question come in when Rod was on, and we actually asked him off air. We ran out of time. But Janelle asked, do you still get good benefits from Brussels sprouts that aren't organic? Mm. And Rod Rod said to us, and we want to share with our listeners, that the important thing is to to get the best possible that you are able to. And yeah. if you can only get them from the shops, there are still benefits. Uh, but, you know, if you can actually get them freshly grown and have them fresh like that from your own garden especially, uh, you get more nutrients. Either way, you get nutrients. Yeah. You just get a little bit less nutrients if they're packed and in the shops. But either way, they are still good for you. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Janelle. It's according to, you know, opportunity and budget as well as to what you can get. And it's definitely eat better to eat even shop-bought Brussels sprouts than a McChicken. Like, <laughs> you're doing, like, far better for yourself. Or a big steak. Or, like, whatever it may be. Like, you know, we can, we can, you know, it's... Slavery. It up it's with quite, some uh, with some vegetable chicken type stock, which is vegetable based still. But absolutely, yeah, there's all sorts of ways. It's quite interesting for me, like as a vegan, and, and something that I often hear is people say, "Oh, but it's so much more expensive being vegan." It's like, where are you buying vegetables from? Like, like for me to to be vegan and to hit my nutritional marks, you know, to get your beans and your legumes and your carbohydrates and your vegetables and whatnot, like it. It isn't that expensive. In, in fact, I think I save money because I don't eat meat. Now, mm. I think that probably the the expensive uh, you know addition to that equation, if I was buying fake meat, if I was buying lots of tofu, I love tofu, but you know, mm, limit myself because also also you know tofu. No food is the best to eat when you're that's your the only part of your diet. <laughs> um, over, the overconsumption of any food is is bad for you because it's you overconsumption. You've got to have, you've got to have a balance and variety, and as Rod said, lots of different colors. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But you can have a healthy, amazing plant-based diet for a decent price. And I, I do want to kind of qualify that by saying that I'm often cooking for myself. If you were cooking in bigger quantities, maybe the equation is a little bit different there. But hey, 
And it's, it's important to invest in your health. You know? Absolutely. And we want to add there that for anyone that is vegan or choosing to, to go towards that, you know, follow, follow some directions from a nutritionist or somebody else that knows about that because one of the biggest things is that People forget about having, you know, protein or iron mm. because, you know, they let go of their meat and they forget. They'll go, yeah, I'll go on just veggies and stuff. Yeah. But what you're saying, Lawson, isn't it that you're having tofu? You've actually said other times you have the lentils, all the different yeah. legumes. They're the ones that actually give you though what what you're what you'd be lacking if you're actually yeah. not having meat. Absolutely. And yeah. I love being vegetarian myself. We're most oh, we're mostly vegan at home too. Yeah. We've chosen that. It's not that we've we've gone and but we've found the health benefits in that. Mm, absolutely. And you know, it just gives you a, a you know better societal status. You're just better than everyone around you when you're vegetarian. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm touching some, some sore spots. There was that story that came out a little bit while ago about a, uh, it was a chef who banned vegans from his restaurant because he was sicking them, sick of them. Like he apparently, cause I re- I'm like, that's, that's a bit ridiculous. What are the vegans doing? But apparently these vegans were coming around and like harassing him and like True. protesting for a change in the menu. And he's like, I'm banning vegans. I'm like, what is wrong with you vegans? Just go to a different restaurant. Like for real. <laughs> You need help. That's ridiculous. Hey, you got another text message here. I'm I'm vegan, by the way, so I can I can make fun of them. You know, it's 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 my own it's my own uh, it's my own minority group that I can uh, take shots at. Hey, we got Braden writing in. He says it is interesting with the animals. I was under the impression that they were not ferocious or afraid of us until after the flood. That seems to be for the animals' protection. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. definitely there yep. has been a shift and a change in regards to the attitudes of animals uh, that has come along with, like, the competitive nature of sin and the protection mm-hmm. of self. There, You could say there is a ferocious element to human beings. Like we, well, and, 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 <laughs> and yeah, that's, that's right. And also yeah. the fact of how have we treated the animals. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And so in, in terms of the, the animals that we see today and, you know, we, we were talking about, uh, leopards, uh, the leopard on the back of the motorbike in, yeah. in, you know, in India. It's an amazing story. But yeah, I just, at the end of the day, it's that we are not created in this world. It's not created to be in competition. It's created to be in, uh, you know, a complementing state uh to to be working together and i'm just looking forward today to the day when the lion you know grazes with the lamb and and we're all just living together in heaven and i'm glad you brought that up because ever since my child and i was even thinking about that this morning on my way here that as a young child one of the things that i always used to and i still do look forward to in heaven apart from the most important thing is being with seeing jesus and being with jesus and seeing those nail scarred hands you know um that, that represent of what he did for us on the cross. But yeah, to be able to be by a lion and just to put your head in their mane and, and you know, and just put mm. it into their mane and just know that you're not going to get roared at or bitten or, you know, yeah, you're not in danger basically, oh, you yeah. know. The other one I look forward to is sliding down an elephant's trunk or, <laughs> or down a, a giraffe's neck. Incredible. So the Jungle Book-esque. <laughs> That's awesome. Straight out of the cartoons. <laughs> yeah, if you've got some some things that you're looking forward to in heaven with animals, text oh, them yeah, through to us. us. Let us know. 0491 064 669. I love those videos of lion 
lion tamers when they're like hanging out with the lions and they're hugging each yeah. other and it's all cute. <laughs> but like you need to seriously coerce them to be in that state where they'll allow you to do that. And I saw a super interesting video and it was basically like this guy, he was a leopard tamer um, and he's hanging out. Now, leopards, you can tame, lions, uh, in terms of the big cats, I've seen that tigers are the most difficult to tame. Mm. And pretty much unless they, so what they, they have this method where they make them like, they, they basically make them sniff their own pee. And as a result, it kind of makes them feel that everywhere is their territory. So they feel safe rather than needing to compete and whatnot. And, 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 and all of these things, leopards and, and particularly lions are a bit easier, but I saw this video. It was with this leopard tamer mm-hmm. and he's hanging out with the leopards and spending time with them, you know, rubbing, you know, patting their bellies and everything. And he's like, watch this. And he sets up a camera and he lays on the ground and the camera is looking at his face, but then pointing to why, pointing behind him. So he's laying on the ground, faced away mm-hmm. on his side, faced away from the leopards. Wow. And you see, they start to think, the leopards go, is he dead? And then when they start to think that he's dead, they get up on their hind legs and their tails stick up. True. And they start sn- slowly sneaking their way over to him because they're like, oh, wow. he might be dead. Oh, and wow. so he might be dinner. Wow. And so they're sneaking over, sneaking over, and he, he's kind of looking in the – you've got the viewfinder on the camera. He's he game can, too. <laughs> he can see them sneaking over, and he knows that they're just going to creep all the way up. They're not going to make a pounce. Or, you know, he knows the range in which they will pounce, and so he – they're getting closer and closer and then eventually he's he's laying there and there's kind of text on the screen explaining what's taking place and then he goes all right and then he gets up and turns over and then the lions go back to the tire the leopards they go back to like being nice and and happy and cordial and he's rubbing their bellies and whatnot but yeah they've they've got those those tendencies now built into them to to be predators like that but hey one day we're gonna be be, we'll be in heaven we're gonna be hanging out together and it's just gonna be the best it's gonna be the best thing ever oh my goodness there's so much to look forward to and let us know what you're looking forward to zero four nine one zero six four six six nine you're listening to The Breakfast Show. Contact us on 0491-064-669. But Danuta, we are talking about the book of Ephesians this morning. We are, we are. And, we, you know, it's a, it's a rescue story. We are talking at the start of the week about some rescue stories. And um, we're going right into Ephesians today, chapter 2. Uh, and we're going to read the same verses again because we're pulling apart verses 4, 5, and 6, and 7 more today. We did it a bit yesterday, but Paul, those that may be joining for the first time, Paul has written to the Ephesians. It's a letter about the nature of the church, its origins, its important mission, and uh, we're actually looking at, in chapter 1, we looked at the importance of the redemption in Christ Paul points out to the Ephesians that they're blessed in God and the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ. We, mm. we talk about the fact that we're chosen. He, he chose us before the foundation of the world. And then we actually go, he, he speaks about the prayer for spiritual wisdom. Mm-hmm. And now we actually go looking at grace and faith. I love that word grace. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Because grace means that we have been treated in the way that we shouldn't deserve. Somebody has stepped yes. into our place. Yeah. And, Jesus has stepped into our place. Every single person on this 
world that was, who is, and who is to come before he comes, Mm. (laughs) you know, in the clouds of glory. And the thing is, so he stepped in our place and took the punishment for our Mm. sins, didn't he? And like what a huge price that has been paid in our place for sin. But do you want to read? start reading Lawson and just go from verse 1 in chapter 2 and down to verse 10 again? So Yeah, Yeah, um, just covering, covering the tracks we've been along, but really digging in here. It says, And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of in the air, um, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love which he has for us, even when he was even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, mm. and raised us up together, and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. That is not of yourself. It is a gift of God. Not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Yeah. So powerful passage there. And Paul actually brings out, as we said, we're not going to go much into it, but about the lusts of the flesh, um, hatred, uncleanliness, you know, fornication, mm-hmm. adultery, those those sort of things. But then in the in verses four, five, six, and seven today in verse seven we're going to look at more about how it says in the ages to come mm. he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness mm. um where does it say toward Quite us in us, yeah toward uh, us in Christ oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's it. Mm. And the thing is it's it's it, it takes us through that whole those verses don't don't they? They just take us through the whole thing of how Jesus died. He rose again, mm-hmm. and how he ascended to heaven and was exalted to the right hand of the Father. Mm. Can you can we just turn to a verse in Galatians? So the book just before, mm-hmm. and we read the other day about the lust of the flesh. We're not going to go there, but a couple of verses further. So chapter five, Galatians five. And verse 24, and we want to unpack that because it relates actually to this passage that we're looking at as well. Absolutely. It says, And those who are Christ have been crucified in the flesh with its passion, with its passions and desires. Yeah. That, that, see, it's interesting there that Paul actually uses mm-hmm. the word crucified, doesn't he? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because we talk so much about Jesus being on the cross and being crucified, but here he's saying that when we, when we believe, when we accept Christ into our life and we are Christ, we actually crucify mm-hmm. the flesh. Yes. What do you think of that? I think that it gets to, well, the, the cross, the crucifix, is an instrument of death, like mm-hmm. that, that leads to death. Um, but also it's an instrument to humiliation. It's an instrument of separation. Many things that, that lead to this point. And when we see here, it says, and those who are Christ have crucified the flesh, yep. uh, with its passions and desires. There's also this element of humility coming through to that, that because to be put on the cross and the Bible describes when Jesus went on the cross, he humbled himself. He, yeah. Being 
on the cross is one of the most humbling, one of the most humiliating experiences that anyone could ever go through. It was one of the worst, most graceless, most shameful deaths mm. that you could experience. And it's this the essential ingredient here that it's putting is like the lusts of the flesh, the desires that we have of, as humans, we have put them to shame. We have put yeah. them to death. We yeah. have, we have hung them out to dry. You know, yeah. they've been exposed and, and that's kind of what the crucifix was about. Everyone would come and watch a crucifixion mm-hmm. because it's like, here's a, terrible, desperate criminal. He's hanging on the cross and exposed to everyone. He's exposed, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, we've crucified the flesh. We've exposed it. We've shown Mm. it for what it really is. is It's not good. It's not beneficiary. It's not leading us to a better life experience. It's leading us to death and, and sin. And we've crucified it. We've hung it up. I love what you're saying with that. Yeah. Mm. That it has, it's exposed and it yep. is hung up. And how often do we think about the fact that, that, that basically, um, you know, we think that the sins are the ones that, you know, sometimes we can think this way that the sins are the ones that people see or know of. Mm. But how many times can we have what's called the closet sins? Oh, dude. That we know. What we're struggling with, hey, and it, it is a struggle, you know, in in the, in that sense of the the, mm. the the desires that people have that we may have individually, sure. and that's why we've got to keep bringing it to Jesus mm. for you know to overcome because we of ourselves cannot overcome. Yeah, as a person who has converted into Christianity, but particularly since I've been a Christian, mm-hmm. I've pretty much worked in ministry the whole time or been in something that's Beautiful. ministry related because God really called me to do so. Yeah. As a result, it has conditioned me to be a professional closet sinner because I know how to go to church and look good. Right. Like I know how to get on radio and, and talk about my faith. You know, I, I know what to wear. I know how to dress appropriately. I know how to appropriately i know how to do all those things you put know, the mask on yeah exactly yeah, I know. happy 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 day when you're going to the church whichever day yeah absolutely i know every, kids who grew up in church probably were conditioned to do that growing up but i've learned to do it because it's like oh well i'm you know i'm in ministry and, it's, and i'm spending time with with my with my friends who are, you could say some of them are like people who i'm leading to christ is like oh i know how to act like uh, you know, I'm not a sinner and, and to be a good role model to them. But then it's, again, like you said, it's behind closed doors. And yeah, mm. look, I'm just being honest. Like, mm. I'm just being for real. Like, I am struggling with stuff in my life. Yeah. Like, I am. I have certain sins, certain difficulties, um, difficulties of, you know, all kinds of things. I could, yeah. uh, there's, a, there's a laundry list and uh, and that God is working through in me. And that's the thing. What, I love what mm-hmm. you just said. He's working in and through, you know, in, in mm. you. It's a journey, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And it's that whole thing of, you know, when the Holy Spirit prompts us, you know, you, you feel impressed in the heart or you kind of think, no, that's, that's wrong or mm, that thought's wrong exactly. or why am I doing? That is the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Yep. And we need to be responding to that rather than going, ah, oh, no, nah, doesn't matter. I'll just keep going with this. Yeah. I'm tempted in this way because the thing is we know that the more that we are tempted and the more we give into that, mm. the more immune we become. Mm. To, mm. to that temptation. And so we just keep going on, on with it with, without thinking about it. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And whether it's the things we listen to, it's the things we watch, whether it's the, I mean, you know, 
technology these days has just opened up such a massive door in mm-hmm. some of those areas. And that's why we've got to listen to the promptings of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. of, hey, you know, we need to change. Let's come to Jesus. Come to your knees. Overcome. You can overcome not by your own power, but only by the power of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I think that, and, and we can see quite clearly what it is if we if we be if we were honest with ourselves we can come to a point where we can see quite clearly why it is that we're being led to a certain temptation or a certain difficulty mm. i i i just know that uh, by beholding we become changed oh, when we're, I love when that. we're yes. spending time with jesus our sins are shown in front of us uh, become clear to us you know mm. what they are and why we're doing them and and the 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 conviction that comes with that it all all of a sudden it becomes so clear and it becomes so and it's like okay yeah well i do need to take these steps mm. up until that point when we're not spending time with jesus mm-hmm. and when we are spending time beholding him you can really get stuck in that rut of feeling like, oh man, which way do I go? I, yeah. Do I have any direction from here? But Jesus is really leading us to overcoming when we're spending time with Him. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. And we have our final quiz this morning. Yeah, what Philistine idol fell over and broke in pieces when the Ark of the Covenant was placed nearby? Mm. Mm. What Philistine idol fell over and broke in pieces when the Ark of the Covenant was placed nearby? The Ark of the Covenant, of course, was was um, moved from place to place with with the Israelites. You know that God God actually said, "Build me a sanctuary." If you go back into the Old Testament, build me an. Uh, a sanctuary that I may dwell among you. And the Ark of the Covenant is where the Ten Commandments were kept, of mm. course. And there was the manna and there was the, uh, the budding, budding rod as well. There were three key elements that were in the Ark of the Covenant. But here, what we're looking for is not what was in the Ark of the Covenant, but what was actually broken into pieces. What Philistine idol fell over and broke in pieces when the Ark of the Covenant was placed nearby give us a um, send, send your answers through text us on zero four nine one zero six four double six nine and you'll go in for the draw of food as medicine by sue rad fabulous recipes we'll pull some more recipes out tomorrow to let you know we're going in the draw happens tomorrow so you want to be listening if you've been texting in the phone number again is zero four nine one zero six four double six nine and of course before we went into our song we we were talking about Ephesians chapter 2, particularly verses 4, 5, 6, and 7. We're talking about the struggles of sin and the fact that we can't mm. overcome it ourselves. And by beholding, um, we become changed. And I love that. And the thing is that even as Christians, we can tend to have our, our struggles and temptations, uh, you know, but they, they may not be as big as what they were before we gave our heart to the Lord. But the thing is that because we mm. live in a world of sin, we, we are naturally predispositioned yeah. towards yeah. that. But the beautiful thing is that Christ, pre, we were predestined before the foundation of yeah. the world. I, I, I think I just want to make it clear from, from that statement that I made. It's like, oh, I've become a professional closet sinner. Is that you, the reality is, is that the, the battle of sin is one that is lifelong. Always there. And you are fighting against. And when, you know, sin and struggle takes place, I think that it's, it's sad that in the Christian community that, it is something that is is hidden, uh, rather. And I, I think it's more. I, I want to encourage people 
when they're struggling with sin and when they feel as though they're in a position that they can't get out of. You know, we are not Catholic. So we are, we are not called to, you know, we don't have necessity to confess our sins to other people mm. in order that we might be saved. Like mm. our sins need to be uh, professed before God before first God. and foremost. But after that point, it's when we are struggling, when we are going through it, that we have the church family that we can mm. rely on, that we can go to, that, who can help us. And I've been yep. immensely blessed. You know, I, I always get on here and talk about how much I love my church family, how blessed I've been by the church. But that is one of the ways that I have been blessed, that I have people that I can confide in, who can help me, who can yep. give me advice and direction and, yeah. and, and accountability as well when yeah. I'm struggling. And so, yeah, instead of staying as a professional closet sinner, rather you can actually experience overcoming in righteousness because of the blessing of the church family. Absolutely. And I love what you're saying because it is having that, that support and from others mm-hmm. who are spiritually strong and don't judge you for, for what you may share yeah. um, and and just give you the spiritual guidance. And that's mm. that's really important, isn't it? And the, key, yeah. and the key is too with that, like we were saying, that we cannot of ourselves overcome and and I wonder if Lawson, if we could go to First Peter oh, one one nineteen, and mm-hmm. this will help help us and our listeners as well understand how how and why it is through Jesus in every way. I'm part of the fact that He died on the cross, mm-hmm. but he, I think this verse, and in, and we're going to go into Hebrews in a sec too, why this is really key that it is through Jesus. Yeah, in verse nineteen it says, "But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, blemish and without spot." Ah, mm. without spot. In other words, what this verse is saying is that Jesus is the only one who ever lived who was perfect. Yes. Are you, I mean, you're perfect. I know you might think you are sometimes. That's right. <laughs> but the thing is, none of us are perfect. In fact, in Romans, Paul's right. All have sinned and fall short of the glory mm. of God. Mm-hmm. And another place he writes, in, I think in Romans 3, um, there is none, none righteous, no, not one. It is So that's why through Christ, when we come to Christ, He's the only one who lived on this earth who was perfect and is mm. now exalted to the high heavens. So when we come to him and we, we repent of our sins and we ask for forgi- we ask for forgiveness, he wipes our love this, he wipes our sins as white as snow. In other words, as though we have never sinned when we bring that to him. And that's why now he actually stands in on our behalf. If we go to Hebrews chapter 7 and we're also just going to look in in, in 8 but it actually mentions there in chapter 7 we're not going to go through all our verses for out because of our time but you can Mm -hmm. look into it hebrews chapter 7 22 to 26 and but it actually brings out there in verse 26 particularly actually verse 25 and 26 could you read that for us please chapter 7 of hebrews it says there therefore he also is able to save to the uttermost those who come to god through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Oh, amen. For such a high priest was fitting for us to his holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and has become higher than the heavens. There it says it all, doesn't it? Mm. Like, you know, he's the one that intercedes on our behalf and he can yeah. because he was holy, blameless, undefiled, separate from sinners. I mean, he was among sinners, but separate from them. Hey, yeah. because separate from sin. That's what we're basically saying, what the Bible is just saying mm-hmm. to us here. And so he intercedes on our behalf in heaven. He says, Hey, 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 father, 
Mm. Hey, Father, you know, mm. Danuta's come to me. She's prayed about this. She's really struggling with this. She's, she's said, Lord, I give it to you. I'm, you know, I repent of my sins. I'm sorry. This is what I'm, you know, what's going mm. through my mind. Help me to overcome this. And he says, Hey, Father, you know, I'm standing in her place. Mm. She has no sin. Because mm. I, st- he stands. It, 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 if you want to visualize that, almost he stands between mm. us and the Father, and so all the Father sees is Jesus, mm. not me and my sins. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't that a beautiful picture? He, as our mediator, as our mediator, yeah. representing it. us. I, I love that point too. Like holy, harmless, undefiled, and separate from sinners. I, I love this phrase, separate from sinners, mm. because we can clearly and obviously see that it's not in the sense that Jesus didn't dwell with us. Mm. Because Jesus, he did dwell with us, yeah. and he was often criticized for dwelling with yeah. us. That, oh, Jesus, you're spending time with these kinds of people. Furthermore, it's Jesus who says he'll never leave us nor forsake us. And as we, as we were talking about yesterday, he's knocking on the door of our hearts. But it's it's amazing that Jesus isn't just you know Jesus isn't another uh, isn't another charlatan or another smokescreen of yeah. you know someone standing there he's not another you know multi level marketing like hey you know I I've got something that'll change your life yeah. you know <laughs> Tupperware essentials <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. uh, sorry but um, so I, I have a lot of people who are in the essential oils game and yeah. um, you know I I believe that those oils probably do great things for you but the way that they talk about them I'm like I'm not quite sure <laughs> that it goes that far but Jesus oh. is separate from sinners in the sense that he actually has something to offer you that is truly helpful yeah like he is coming from God and he's not just like he's not He's he's in the trench with you, but not as a wounded person. Yeah, yeah. He's healthy. He's he's like yeah. he's one grabbing the uh, he he's grabbing the stretcher. He's yeah. he's putting you on the stretch. He's carrying you out. Oh, it's yeah, amazing. yeah. Isn't that a beautiful? Yeah, mm. that's the beautiful picture of God. Hey, and so just as we finish up in verse seven, coming back to that, it says that in the ages to come, He might show the exceeding riches of His grace in His kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Mm. And so He's you know. Do, it's not only in the present, but when we give our heart to God and we're saved and because of grace and he intercedes on our behalf, we have the in the ages to come, we will experience those exceeding riches when Jesus comes in the clouds of glory and experience eternal life with him. That's the beautiful thing. Mm. And that is something that we can look forward with hope, with with faith in, in faith um, and experiencing him now gives us that hope of experiencing the beauty of his riches in eternity. Absolutely. And that's an amazing thing to look forward to. We're going to continue on with the show right now. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. But hey, Danuta, let's get through some answers for our quiz for today. Mm, what kind of animal was the prodigal son feeding when he realized he should return home to his father? And mm. the answer is pigs. There mm. were lots of answers for that one. Yeah. yeah. Not only was he feeding it, but uh, he was eating their food too. Yeah, <laughs> he, he that's when he realized there was a problem. He's like, oh, right. yeah, it's no good. He's like, it's better back at my father's house. Absolutely. Yeah. What green stone resembles the rainbow circling God's throne in heaven? The answer is emerald. We had a lot answering for that one mm-hmm. too. 
Um, Emerald stone is beautiful, mm-hmm. just really, really beautiful. Number three, what boy destined to become king at age eight had his birth foretold by a man of God to the wicked King Jeroboam? And the answer is Josiah. You find that in First Kings 13, verse 1 and 2. Josiah was a good good king when he became king. Hey, he was young. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. At the age of eight. Number four, fear thou not. I'm going to put it in English. I'm going to come back to it. Fear, fear not, for I am with you. Do yeah. not be dismayed. <laughs> okay. But here we've got fear thou, fear thou not, for I am not, for, for I am with, with thee. Right. <laughs> be it's not, twisting. yeah. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea. I will help thee, yea. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness is the word that we were looking for mm. there. Righteousness. Being right with God, you know, and of course, you know, we just read earlier there was none, no, not right, none righteous, no, not one. And it's mm. only through Christ that we become righteous. Hey, isn't of course. It? Mm. And then finally here, we got what Philistine idol fell over and broke in pieces when the Ark of the Covenant was placed nearby, and it was Dagon, yeah. the, the god of fish, actually. Yes. The, the fish god, he was worshipped by the Philistines, by the Assyrians, by many people in the Near Eastern region at that time. And uh, yeah, but he... he, he was nothing uh, a god that is so powerful to have control over all the oceans, but literally smashed into pieces when he fell over. That's, and that's, the interesting, that's tough. Th- that is. And the interesting thing is that the Philistines actually had captured the Ark of God mm. and they took it from Ebenezer to Ashdod. They carried the Ark to Dagon's temple and set it actually beside Dagon. So, again, you know, when we've been talking about the power of mm. God... This in itself is really symbolic of that, isn't it? That the mm. Ark of the Covenant, good and evil were together side mm. by side. And good prevailed, yeah. which is amazing. Absolutely. We've got a text message coming he- through here from Brayden. He writes, It was good to hear that a Christian organization was actually doing things fairly in regards to Angel Studios. Yeah. But I must say I expect nothing less, but also glad they are holding Christ's name in high esteem just shows how careful we must be if we take on Christ's name. We need to be sure that we allow Christ to shine through all of our actions. And, of course, that's in regards to Angel Studios being exempt from the actor's strike because, you know, they put in a request, can we continue to work on this season of The Chosen that we're filming? And the Screen Actors Guild allowed them to. Mm. said yes because, they're firstly, they're funded by donations and, secondly, their revenue split for actors was seemed to be at the level that was appropriate, you know, for them to continue and and particularly, you know, to the Screen Actors Guild, they were like, "Yep, this is a good rate. Uh, keep keep going." So absolutely, and the good news too, just with the chosen, is that one of the actual actors, Nick Shakua, mm. who plays Zebedee, actually converted to Christianity by being one of the oh, actors in the story. chosen. Isn't that powerful? That's awesome. Yeah. So uh, again, people, God can reach many people in many ways. People are being reached by the show and people are being reached within, within the show. Within the show. That's it. <laughs> Absolutely. Good stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's super important, uh, the work that they're doing. And like I said, you know, the certain gripes that I have with the chosen, with the, you know, even some of the funding of the chosen, some of the direction of the show, I'm like, oh, I don't think it's up to necessarily some of the, the things that I believe or some of my standards. And, and um, But at the same time, you know, praise God that there is that media there. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning. And guys, we want to admonish you. We want to encourage you to talk faith, to live faith and to act faith. And you'll grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be with you till we meet again. God be with you 
for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.